What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the River Blast Podcast. I'm Noah Hiles. I'm Alex Stump. And Alex, we are coming to you live from America's best ballpark during a summer full of America's worst weather. Another rain delay here at PNC Park. I wasn't even working today, but we planned on recording here after the game. I was going to come down around the 7th. Uh, I looked out my window at the end of the third. I was about to flip on the Joey Chestnut 30 for 30 on ESPN. They have a Joey Chestnut 30 for 30. In honor of, you know, Nathan's hot dog contest. Okay, no. no. I think it's only like a half hour one, but still. Okay. Um, But yeah, I was about to flip on that. Uh, Instead, I saw the raindrops coming down. Hit record on that. As a fellow competitive hot dog eater, I definitely need to admire his craft. Uh, but I head down to the ballpark. We're recording now, so if you hear the background music and everything going on, it's because we're sitting in the press box with the windows open, just watching the rain fall down. The tarp is on. It, what time is it right now? About 9 o'clock? Yep. Yep, 9 o'clock on the nose. So who knows when they're going to start this one up rather than making Alex wait here forever uh, after the game. We're just getting it out of the way now. But Alex, where do you want to start? Which are the big three topics? Uh, let's start with Josh Bell. Josh Bell? All right. Josh Bell, who uh, barely missed out on a starting job for the All-Star game. But he still is a starter. Yes, he. Yes, he's the DH, which he probably should be, if we're going to be objective uh, about this. Uh, yeah, I would say Freddie Freeman is a better defender than him. Yes. Gold Glove winner Freddie Freeman is yeah. better defense than Josh Bell. Yes, then what's the opposite of Gold Glove? Like Wood rock, Glove? Rock Glove? So... He's out. He's also going to be in the derby, though. And uh, this is um, sell immediately. Sell that home run derby messes up your swing. That's garbage. He's been doing fine. He's been picking it up this last week too. Boy, I'm glad I didn't say. Boy, I'm a little worried about how he's been hitting the ball. You know, last week. Sure, glad I didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, Houston series was impressive um, for not only Bell but for everyone. But that's. We got we got the May Josh Bell back in Houston. I feel mm-hmm. like that we got the mammoth home runs, the opposite field, upper deck home run. I believe it was on Saturday. I want to say or no, it was, it was those games no, weren't no, it weekend. Was series, it was so. the week. It would have been Wednesday because Cole was on Tuesday night, so yep. the next game was Wednesday, and then the Thursday afternoon game he hit one on that little balcony. It was like four hundred forty-five feet, the dead center, um, and then the showcase that he just put on Monday. I. Probably the best game of his career. Uh, it was just awesome. It was awesome to watch uh, as he's been all year. If this game does stand, if they don't cancel it and schedule a doubleheader for 4th of July, which I honestly wouldn't hate two baseball games on 4th of July, you probably would, but I wouldn't. I, I'm taking the 4th of July off, so I wouldn't mind that. Actually. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. But um, if this game stands now, as of right now at 9 o'clock on uh, Tuesday night, He's got 78 runs batted in. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that Josh Bell in the season would have had 25 homers, 78 runs batted in, I would have said, I'll take it. Tell me no more. If you would have told me it was before July 4th, I would have never believed you. I mean, it's been insane. There have been, I looked this up, there have been 17 different Pirates throughout history who have had 25 doubles, or 25 homers and 30 doubles in a season. In a season. In a season. Josh Bell has 25 homers and 29 doubles, and it is July 2nd. Yes. He's going to be the 18th, and he's going to have half a season to go with Yeah. on top of it. I mean, this is something that Kiner did once in his career. Clemente did once in his career. I mean, he's... Honestly, I don't know... No one saw this coming. 
No. I think everyone, even if you're optimistic about Josh Bell, you're like, he's going to have the on-base percentage from last year and the power from his rookie year. I wasn't alive to see Willie Stargell. I wasn't alive no. for Dave Parker. Hell, I wasn't alive for Barry Bonds in Pittsburgh. Uh, so, I mean, the best player, the best slugger to reference him to would be Giles, and I was even little then. Um... But, I mean, this guy, the most impressive display of baseball I've seen in a black and gold uniform has been McCutcheon. You know, he'd go on those month-long tears, yeah. like 2012. But, I mean, this this is nothing like McCutcheon could do, just with the power. McCutcheon always would get base hits, and it was impressive that way, and he was an all-around great player. But the mammoth home runs after mammoth home runs, I mean, he is just getting to watch them on ESPN Monday night and hearing them rave about this guy on a national level is just... I mean, he's becoming a top-ten superstar in the game. He's playing like the guy the Pirates hoped Pedro Alvarez would be, and Pedro Alvarez every once in a while showed those sparks. And it's like, wow, he's finally coming around, and he never did. And Josh Bell has put together a whole half season of those sparks. He's playing like a guy that the Pirates rolled the dice on when they drafted, even though he wrote a letter to every major league team saying, don't draft me, I want to go to college... They anteed up, the, the conservative small market pirates anteed up and paid him, what was it, $5 million? A lot. Uh, and they rolled the dice on him, and it worked. And at least it looks like it's working right now. Uh, the, best, the best pirates half season in our lifetime, I would say. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't think at least from a hitter. Better. There were a couple pitchers that had a pretty damn good half season last yes. year. But we'll move on now to a guy who's, from a guy who's getting all the recognition, all-star starter, home run derby, tons of press on ESPN, to, I don't mean to be dramatic when I say this, but one of the bigger snubs in all-star game, like, in the last 10 years, I think, when you look at the numbers, Felipe Vasquez not making the all-star team is just mind-blowing to me. Yeah, I mean, he might get... You know, a retroactive one because the starter's going to go on Saturday or Sunday yeah. and won't be available. And they'll say, okay, we need another pitcher. And then Vasquez will be up there. But this is this is egregious. A, a 180 ERA, a career best 221 FIP. This is this is actually the best Felipe has done. Ever. He, yes, this is the highest K per nine in Pirates history for any pitcher. So far. Was it like 14.5 or something? Uh, 14.1 at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, but only one blown save. The ERA in FIP are microscopic. He just, maybe not, maybe he doesn't have quite enough innings. And I get, like, Josh Hader. You gotta make it. Yeah. Josh Hader. I know you don't like him, yeah, but he's know, very but good. Yes. Uh, Kirby Yates. Really good. I mean, there were good relievers. Kelly going, Jansen. See, I don't think it's... That's a name thing more that's, than anything That's else. a name thing but more than... But he, yeah. he's got to make it. Those three have to make it, but my I, whole I thing is... I don't know if Kenley has to make okay, it. Okay, but my whole thing is this. I mean, we just raved about Josh Bell. Felipe Vasquez has been just as good at his position this year as Josh Bell has been at his position. And it's crazy to say that because Bell has had the numbers and everything. We only see Felipe pitch two, three times a week if we're lucky, sometimes four. Uh... And it's only for one inning, so it's hard to really appreciate. But, I mean, this dude, he's so good. He's, closers are kind of like offensive linemen. It's better when you don't hear their name a lot, you know? Because most of the time when you hear their name, it's they, they screwed up. And he hasn't screwed up hardly at all this year. He has been, if, if, 
aside from Bell having, like we said, the best half season the Pirates have had in our lifetime, any Pirate, I mean, he has been the best player leaps and bounds away. He has been the best relief pitcher in baseball, arguably. Which is no surprise whenever the Dodgers, who have this wealth of prospects, come by and they're like, so what would it take to take... Get away from me, Satan. Get away. (laughs) You know what? I... Look, if the Pirates are competing, you obviously don't trade Felipe Vazquez. But if they are out of it, there are a couple players in that farm system that, that oh man, that catcher Ruiz, I really like him. That, see, that's the thing. I I, I I wanted to hurt. I wanted to hurt the Dodgers to get Felipe Vasquez. That's the only way this trade happens. Like. I will have to look at that return and be like, that is a terrific overpay for the Pirates. That is the only chance, but I can't say it's 100% no way I trade Felipe, even if it is only, like, 0.1%. I mean, let's let's just ask the neighbors uh, up in Northeast Ohio what it's like to, you know, get fleeced. They've They've given up Clint Frazier and Francisco Mayoff for, you know, one pennant. Yeah, and the one pennant. I mean, the the... Both of their relievers, they acquired. I mean, Miller was a stud. Yeah. So I, I would still call that trade a win. And then the hand, I mean, hand's going to be an all-star again this year. I think he is. So. He is an all-star, yeah. So, I mean, but that's the kind of guys you can get. Like a Meha, like a, like a Clint Frazier, Justice Sheffield, I believe, also went over yeah, in that, that deal. that was the same deal. Yeah. With Frazier and Justice yeah. uh, Sheffield. And uh, Miller came with two years fewer control than yeah. Vasquez. And so it's interesting the idea to me, it's just the, the you look at around the diamond and they the Pirates have a lot of depth at a lot of places aside from catcher. Catcher would be an ideal place to add a top prospect, and then you want to get pitching. But I don't trust the organization right now to develop young pitching. So I don't know if I want to make this trade right now. Maybe next year if there's some different people in place, maybe some philosophies change. I make that deal, but right now, the way they develop young pitching, I'm not comfortable with them mortgaging a for sure thing for something that they need to work on, that they have a pretty bad track record of developing with power pitching. But why are we talking about the Pirates being sellers whenever they just... We're not doing this. Don't do that. Don't Don't give me help. (laughs) What is it from uh, the Sopranos and Al Pacino? Just when I think I'm out... They pull me back in. And you had your ice cream. I did. No, but I had my ice cream last year, and the same if the same nonsense happened. That's why I said I don't have the ice cream yet. No, Watch no, no, no. Look, it's going to happen again. This is what they do every year, right before the All-Star break and right after the All-Star break. They are beating the crap out of the baseball right now. The bullpen... Has become the the, best Pittsburgh, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates bullpen has been better than all 29 other bullpens... In this stupid game that makes no sense. You know what? I I can't shake away the rest of this year yet. They it, five games out is not a lot of games out. No, especially since you're you won eighteen to five on Monday night against one of those teams that you're chasing, and at the moment of this rain delay, you're up two nothing against them right now. They have that series in Milwaukee was disappointing. There wasn't a blowout. They hung with them for three mm-hmm. games. Great series in Houston. Started off on the right foot here. Right now, this was the stretch. It'll be like, put up or shut up. We will know by the end of July what this team is. And right now, they're on a good start for it. They, they started well. I mean, 
you're still waiting for Trevor to come around, but I know he will. Yes. I mean, Dickerson comes back, and he's been just as good as he was last. I mean, he's been killing the ball. Uh, you got good Josh Bell is back, even though yeah. we never really saw bad Josh Bell. He just became average Josh <laughs> yeah. Bell. Yeah, <laughs> like average one-month Josh Bell has uh, gone away, and, and world beater Josh Bell is back. Uh, the rookies continue to hit. Adam Frazier is hitting. Colin Moran's had an excellent year. It's hard to it's hard to write this club off. I just don't know, man. I mean, the Cardinals. I I am not worried in one aspect by the Cardinals or the Reds. It's the Cubs and the Brewers who worry me because I mean the Cubs have the experience. I I think that they just are so deep. The Cubs and are still the king of the. Yeah, and the Brewers are good, man. The Brewers are a good team as well. I don't know if they have I don't know if they have what it takes to catch those two teams. But I don't know, man. It's gonna be fun to watch. This you know what? As garbage as of baseball that we watch in like mid May to like early part of June whenever everyone on the pitching staff was dead. Like if they they've weathered that storm. We don't know what's going to happen with Jamo. Trevor's not 100%. Kella's not back. But it feels like they've they've weathered that storm of injuries. They figured it out. Yeah. They figured it out. And they've come out of it. And I, it okay. kind of has this feel. It's like, you should have killed me when you had the chance. I'll tell you what. We, for like weeks, were begging for someone to end up being that Reynolds, that Newman, that surprise guy for the pitching staff. I wouldn't put him on that level, but Stephen Brault yeah. has stepped up beyond belief. I mean, I mean, he's a guy who had his chance last year and the year before and the year before, just one or two starts. But this is the first time he's got a, he's had an opportunity to pitch multiple starts in a row in June and July, and you know before the season kind of became irrelevant. And he's looked good. He hasn't gone, you know, eight innings like I predicted him to do. But Stephen Brault is what you want from a middle to the back end of the rotation guy. He'll get you five innings every time with less than four runs allowed. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's earned it. I think he's the type of guy who really benefits from a routine. Whenever he can have a bullpen, he said that day. to me multiple times too. That he said, like he said that exact quote. Yeah, you have a bullpen session, get a scouting report, you know, prepare for your start the next day, you know, watch them whenever it goes on. I'm just looking at the those free shirts on the 19th. They look sick. I missed it. Uh, okay, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. They look, no, but they that... look really cool. It's the 79 series oh, weekend. Okay. My dad's birthday that. weekend. I'll be hitting that up. I can dig that. Yeah. But he's looked good, and if the Pirates are really in it at the end of the trade deadline... Unless someone else is, goes down, I don't know how you could take Stephen Broad out of this rotation for an outsider. No, no, no. I think, I think, I think he's earned it. Like I said last episode, if they're, if, if they're in it, you, you just add to the bullpen. You just get more bullpen depth, and you, you ride with the starting rotation you got. Maybe you get like a fifth starter or something, but I like the rotation where it's at right now. Maybe... Some guys still need to step up, but I think you just add to the bullpen. I don't think, yeah, you, you don't need to. You don't need to take Stephen Brault away from what he's doing right now. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good way to wrap up the opening. 
Uh, no guest. No. And uh, no spot. This is a throwback to our first episode. This has to be close to the one-year anniversary. This is. It actually is. It's like the first yes. week of July was our one-year. Happy anniversary, Alex. What'd you get me? I got you. Uh, my presence is a present. There we go. All right. So, happy one. It's been cool working with you for this past year. It has. Yes. It's it we've, has. we've we've done I'm a, a good. I'm an interesting guy. Yes. Uh, there we go. <laughs> so for the one-year anniversary, we're gonna throw it back to the first show. Halfway through the season, superlatives, kicking it back to high school, uh, and we're gonna get on that right now. All right, Alex, back to school, back to school. Time for some halfway through the 2019 season superlatives. Uh, we each have five. I'll let you go first. All right, I've got five joke ones, so. Okay. Right. Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, the best hair redemption. The best hair redemption? Yes. Okay. And that goes to Stephen Brault, who came with this Dreadlocks. Came, yeah, dreadlocks, this Joe Dirt-looking guy. Okay. And now he's clean cut and he looks good and it's hilarious to watch the Pirates Q&A at the beginning because they got it all preseason, yeah. and he just looks like the most white trash person on earth and now he looks like the type of guy that you could show your parents you know bring him home there you go alright next I like that one that's a good one next oh I'm just going back yeah you just go through, go through your list oh okay uh, best Sean Rodriguez uh, that goes to Colin Moran Okay. Who's bounced all a over better the Sean Rodriguez. <laughs> Sean Rodriguez who can hit. It's been interesting. He's He hasn't played too terribly at second base. I was going to say most versatile because that's an actual superlative that my high school had. But I want to bring up Sean Rodriguez. Okay, there you go. This is uh, in spirit of our one-year anniversary yes. podcast. Uh, biggest mood. And that goes to Lonnie Chisenhall, who's like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, actually. Never Lonnie mind. Chisenhall's a kid at graduation who uh, did cyber school, and he walks across the stage, and everyone goes, who's that dude? I mean, did you have this kid in high school? I think everyone had this kid in high school. Whenever I went, uh, he showed up to a basketball game drunk, and they expelled him, but then they let him walk during graduation. That was me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, yeah, that's that's kind of what I feel like Lonnie Chisholm. Maybe he'll show up in September and just <laughs> lead the way. What if I told you that a guy could take five months off? I mean, this... I, I legitimately forget all the time that Lonnie Chisholm is a baseball player, let alone for the team that I covered. It is yeah. insane. Oh, he never suited up. Yeah. I mean, amazing Spring what would have happened. Amazing what would have happened. Maybe Melky Cabrera wouldn't have gotten time, and Melky wins my award for best mentor and best teddy bear. Okay. Mentors like the joke, teddy bear because he's too wholesome. And I keep going back to the Eric Hosmer. Yeah. I, Michael Clear backed me up on that. Oh, yeah, that was that was a good list. I like that. Oh, I've got one more. Oh, I've got okay. One more. one more. And it's the highest IQ play. And that goes to Clint Hurdle for batting Kevin Newman uh, leadoff until this series. Whenever he realized that Adam Frazier has actually been replaced with Rogers Hornsby, and then he batted him lead off instead. That was a bold move by him. I mean, I mean, I feel like Frazier always hits the Cubs pretty well, though. I don't know what his numbers are against them, 
you can you can look that up. But I know he hit that walk off against Chicago last year. Uh, I know he's hit some home runs in Wrigley as well. I think I would go on a limb, limb to say that uh, he hits he hits the ball pretty well when taking on the Cubbies. So that might go in or behind the uh, decision to bat Frazier back in the leadoff spot, especially on Tuesday night when, sure, Monday, five for five, four doubles, uh, pretty darn good night. Yeah. But when you, you're, you're taking a guy who just got off a 19-game hitting streak out of the leadoff hole for a guy who had one game, it's interesting, but Frazier, again, Tuesday so far, pretty impressive. And it worked out, and to look at it, before tonight, 815 OPS against the Cubbies in his career, which, not bad at What's all. What's his career OPS? Da, 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 da. Oh, well, you're making me go all the way back. Just, just Baseball reference. How, how dare you? 752. So, so there you go. It's, it's, it's like... 60 points higher. Yeah, 60 points higher. Uh, I would say I, I won that one. I got that right. He hits other teams better. Yeah, but I'm just saying he hits yeah. them above his average... Yes, yes. He yeah. hits them well. Okay. 815 is good no matter how you slice it. Alex, give me my take of the half season so far. You're t- uh, bringing up Cabrian Hayes for the first, like, the second podcast we recorded of the year. <laughs> I was going to say when I recommended they started cheating. <laughs> that was a good Cheat one. Cheat to win. Cheat I was to all win. for it. What was my take? Well, I'm going to get to that after oh, I do my five. My halfway year superlatives. I go generic early on. Most valuable player, Josh Bell. Yes. Uh, just incredible. We got to talk about him. Good for him. Good on him. Uh, most improved. There's a lot of people eligible for this. Josh Bell being probably the most improved, I guess. Um, but other guys have made some big steps too. Uh, Colin Moran. I think he's looked a lot better at the plate this year. But the guy I'm giving it to is Kevin Newman. Not only from last year to this year, but from April to now, the most improved player in, I would argue, Major League Baseball has been Kevin Newman. Just at the plate and in the field, he is night and day significantly better. I think that time on the IL where he could just get a little way and – I mean, you went from losing your job to Eric Gonzalez to a 19-game hitting streak, hitting well over 300, making some Derek Jeter throws in the hole. He's been he's been incredible. He's been one of the best shortstops the Pirates have had in a while. At least he's playing the best shortstop the Pirates have received from any player in a long while. So it's really notable what he's been doing. We've talked about him a lot on this podcast, but got to highlight him. Best personality, Cole Tucker. Uh, I think a big part of this season, even though it kind of was followed by some bad play by the team as a whole, um, was Cole Tucker's call-up. I've never seen a rookie handle media that well. Uh, and Cole, I know, is in AAA, but I'm sure he'll be back with the big league club before the end of the year. And next year, I'm, I would imagine he's the starting shortstop for the Pirates on opening day, or at least on the opening day roster. Um just a fun guy, man. Fun guy to a lot of people. I mean, he got national attention on Colin Cowherd and everything, and a guy that a lot of people 
really enjoy rooting for. I know I do. Um, and uh, he, he made the Pirates a really fun team to watch in the field, which was not the case the first couple of months in the year. Uh, guy who owns you on Twitter. We're going to go with Rookie Davis on this one. Keep his name out of your mouth. Keep it out of my mouth. Uh, sorry, Rum Bunner. Uh, you know, of all people on the Pirates that I thought would. I mean, Trevor tried to do that to me the other day, too. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was Rookie Davis, but that's why I got to give this to Rookie Davis because Trevor Williams was going after my coworker, my boy Craig. Noah stepped in at midnight while sitting at the bar on the south side. I wasn't drunk, but still, that's just a bold move in general. Uh, and and uh, I held my ground against him. I even DM'd Alex. I said, am I losing this? And he's like, no, you, you did it. Like I, I, I threw his general manager's words kind of back right, right back at him. And that's no offense to Trevor. I like Trevor. He's a good dude. Uh, but he was wrong to say that no one was reporting that when his general manager told all the reporters that. So, uh, Rookie Davis, though, he didn't miss. He's the king of Twitter fingers right now. And I, I, I would imagine he's also the king of throwing hands. I would not want to mess with Rookie Davis. You can just yawn if you want to yawn, Alex. You're making oh these stroke God. faces at me again, and it's really One throwing my face. momentum. All right. One stroke face. Last but not least, most likely to be late, Gregory Polanco. He was late to the season with an injury. Uh, all of his throws are late to the base, and uh, he's normally a little later to the bag than he used to be because those hamstrings are all beat up. Uh, and he made a trip to the DL a little later than he pro- or the IL, excuse me, uh, a little later than he probably should have. I, I, I think that I think they made a mistake bringing him back early this year off the IL. I think they kind of rushed him back, and they didn't need to, and as a result, it showed. It I mean, clearly showed in the field, showed with his arm. He had some initial success at the plate, but when that fell away, you just looked at his overall value as a player and said, there's no need for this out here right now. Go get yourself completely right. So those would be my superlatives. And Alex's take of the year, man, he's had a lot. I don't know. I don't swing for the fences too often, but when I do, I feel like it's a big old whiff. <laughs> I mean, you had a lot of whiffs last year. I'd have to really think and go back. Uh, you got any ones in mind? I was going to say, oh, I'll, I'll just say um, you you were clamoring for Liriano to be the opener, and then I asked him, and he just straight up said, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that's kind of like a, not like a take of the year or a embarrassing thing, but that's like, I just wish the Curb Your Enthusiasm music could have just started playing as soon as, bum, 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 da, 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 like, Classic Alex. Yeah, there is nothing. I mean, I proposed something. He said no. It's like, all right. Yep. So, that was I'll a, shut up. I'll just, I'll just go back in my hole now. Um, so, yeah, those were our halfway superlatives. Overall, let's just also give our letter grades out for the position group starting pitcher. Uh, C minus for me. Or I'll give it a C. I'm, I'm going to give it a B minus. Okay. Uh, outfielders, I'm going to give an A. Yeah. Infielders, I'm going to give... B C. I give a B minus. See, catchers, I give a D minus. Maybe even an F. Actually, F. I'm just gonna say F. I'll go catchers. Uh, I'll give them a D. Um, just because I think Stallings has grown, 
Yeah, okay. Stallings, you kind of um, convinced me, especially off the field. D-minus. Diaz has been okay at the plate. I know defensively and framing pitches he's not good, and Cervelli's been MIA. So, yeah, I give the D to the catchers. The infield, I actually give a B-minus to. I mean, Josh Bell is the best player on the team. Colin Moran's gotten better. Newman's gotten better. Cole Tucker showed some good defense. Adam Frazier and Gung have kind of been disappointing. Um, and Eric Gonzalez. Eric Gonzalez, the hitman. Yeah. It just, yikes. Uh, and the But, yeah, the, out, the outfield would be an A. Starting pitchers to me are C, bullpen, C-minus. Uh, bullpen, I'm going to give a... D plus, C minus. I'll just make it an honest C. You know, I, I might go have to go D plus, actually. I mean, I'll go C minus just because well, I mean, what do you Vasquez... Really whenever you bring up Tyler Lyons. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's fair. All right, so now we're going to move on to our favorite part of the show, segments. Alex, I'll let you read it, even though we only have one rad read now. Yes, we uh, do. Who are our segments brought to us by? Well, our segments are brought to us by Slice on Broadway. With locations in Carnegie, Beachview, the East End, and of course, our favorite at PNC Park, Slice on Broadway has it all. From their perfect pizza, spectacular salads, or super delicious subs, everything they make is handmade and the best your money can buy. They wouldn't be able to sleep if it wasn't. Be sure to check them out and tell them the guys from the River Blast podcast sent you. All right, and now for segments. Time for everyone's favorite part of the show, segments. Of course, brought to you by Slice on Broadway. Alex just re- did the read. I just wanted to give him another shout-out because I always give them those those extra plugs. I'm going to go first. Um, my buy-sell trade is going to be a little different than uh, the way we normally go about it. Uh, I'm going to buy some All-Star gear because I'll be covering the All-Star game. I'm very excited. Um, next weekend, we're going to do a little different of an episode. Alex is going to be on vacation and... And uh, above the border, north of the border in Canada, I'm not going to tell you where, that way you can't stalk him and his family, but... Um, Canada's too small. <laughs> yeah, you can find him somewhere in Canada. Uh, and I will be covering the All-Star Game, so we'll do something. We'll do some sort of episode. I might just give you a review of what it's, you know, maybe like. I'll just maybe give you my review of covering my first All-Star game because I'm very excited for it. Have you ever covered an All-Star game? I have never covered... I've gone to one. I went to the one that was in Pittsburgh in Mm -hmm. 06. I went to the one in Miami and got food poisoning the night before the game and was in the hospital during the All-Star game. I'm not kidding. That is unfortunate. Yeah, I I went to the Futures game. We watched the Home Run Derby at Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, I don't think I got the food poisoning from B-Dubs, though. I was going to say, that's a heck of an ad. Uh, I think I got it from, uh, like, a smoothie place earlier in the day. Um, next morning, I woke up. I was, like, sick the entire day. The kid who, my, my best friend Tom, who I went down there, he was interning at this place in Miami, and they got us two tickets to sit in their suite for the All-Star game. And, uh... I, I was in the hospital all day with food poisoning, like, hooked up to IVs. It was bad. So, yeah, hopefully this All-Star game goes a little bit better. So, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna, really excited for this, though. I told myself I'm normally very cheap when it comes to buying material things. I won't hold back and for expenses. 
on experiences, like concerts or going to baseball games or something, but, like, I'm pretty cheap every now and then when it comes to, like, buying clothes. I always try to go, like, discount route. Uh, but I'm buying, like, a nice polo there. I'm buying, like, a nice hat. Like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yuck this up. It's gonna be cool. We're gonna live large. Yeah. Live large. I'm gonna get you something from there. Wow. Yeah, as a one-year anniversary gift. How about that? You get me, you get me an Expos hat. All right. In Montreal. I'll get you a Rays hat. There you go. <laughs> I like that even better. No, I want an Expos hat from Montreal. That's, that's gonna be a little fur, further away that I'm going. Well, yeah, we're not telling you where we're okay. going. Uh, Canada's a big country. Exactly. That's I thought. I thought that's where you're going. That's my bad. Um, and then I'll get you. I'll get you something cool from the All Star Game. Uh, I'm selling. Uh, I'm asking someone to sell me a hot dog with stadium mustard. Have you been to? I still call it Jacobs Field. Have you been to Progressive Park? I went uh, like the week after LeBron made the original decision. Oh! And that was the game the guy wore the LeBron Heat jersey <laughs> and it got like beaten up. <laughs> it was beautiful. I've gone there quite a bit because I went to college in Ohio. My girlfriend obviously lives in Ohio so we go to a couple Indians games a year. I went to two of the three games when the Pirates were there last year. Um, and the thing to get there, like Permanis or whatever, is... Um, the Stadium Mustard in Cleveland, it's, it's famous. My dad tells me about how when he was in college, they would bring jars, and you could only buy it in the stadium. So they would just pump mustard into the jars and take it back to uh, you know, their house and everything. So I'm excited, uh, as, a, as a hot dog-eating fan, to get me a nice, authentic hot dog with some Stadium Mustard on it. So that's going to be cool. Um, and then my trade. Uh, this one is a little different again. Like I said, I'm trading in my Pirates credential for a good old-fashioned news notepad. Uh, after the All-Star break, I will no longer be covering the Pittsburgh Pirates for 93.7 The Fan. I have accepted a full-time position at a media outlet in Ohio. I don't think I can name it officially yet because I haven't signed the contract but I've accepted the job. I've put my two weeks notice in here at the fan and at all the other outlets I work at in Pittsburgh. Um, so yeah, my last Pirates game that I will be covering will be on Friday, the day after the 4th of July. And so then Alex will have that empty seat next to him in the press box and it'll be all sad. Um, but we'll still, we'll still be doing this podcast. Mom and dad are still going to make it work for all the kids back out, you know, listening on their phones and We'll figure it out one way or another through Skype or whatever. Um, not and not just because you know Slice on Broadway's paid us to do these episodes all the way through the remainder of the season, <laughs> but because I'm just because I'm gonna be accepting a position in Canton, Ohio. Uh, it's in a market and it's a full time on air position, something that I've worked very very hard to to earn, and I'm excited for it. I'm gonna miss the hell out of covering the Pirates. I'm gonna miss the hell out of coming to the ballpark every day as I'm looking at this view now. Uh, and it's, it's going to be tough to leave, but I'm excited for this journey. And uh, I'm also excited to continue covering the Pirates through this podcast. So that's my buy-sell trade. I'm not going to get too mushy here, yeah. but you 100% did earn it. I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. I'm proud of you. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. And, you know, it's, uh, it'll be interesting talking about some different teams and everything, but... 
I'm excited. Like I said, it'll be cool to come back as a fan and see all my friends. I won't be able to go visit them in the press box. Hopefully they find some time to come down and see me and just get back to watching the games from the bleachers like I grew up watching them. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. But enough about me, Alex. What's your buy-sell trade? Well, now I feel kind of... Uh, ridiculous by no. comparison because I'm buying more dingers, <laughs> more dingers. <laughs> Kevin Newman has his. He was the kid in the little thirst. Little League World Series. Big Al. Big Al. Yes. I hit dingers. I need uh, Kevin Newman has whetted the appetite. It's like if he could do it, you all could do it. Give me Elias Diaz and Adam Frazier. Carl Moran hasn't hit a lot. Jose Asuna has four pinch hit homers this year. Give me dingers. So I feel kind of ridiculous because you give this heartfelt goodbye to Pittsburgh. <laughs> I, I'm not mad about it. No. I'm just, there's a bug on the thing that I was killing. That's why I wasn't oh, okay. making eye contact with you. All right. No, I like the more dingers. I'm buying your buy. I, okay. Uh, this show isn't a sappy one. No. I already regret that goodbye. <laughs> uh, selling. I am selling, uh, I already brought this up with the home run derby. This really needs to be brought up. It does not affect a player's swing. It, it, it might not be Josh Bell. Josh Bell could keep up. But it's probable that at least one or two players are going to slow down after the All-Star game. That's normal. That's not because of the home run derby. It's ridiculous. It's the Madden curse all over again, except even Ducker. Yeah. And trade... See, I was going to do the dollars for loonies because I was going to say I'm going to be out of, you know, the country for a bit. Okay. But now I'm going to trade me for a new co-host. Yes. Okay. Yes. At Jared Progar. Where are you at? Yes. You, I, I, I saw Jared. Yeah, just Jared checks his phone. You up, question mark. <laughs> up to host a podcast with me again. Again. Maybe it won't be as terrible this time. There we go. <laughs> uh, definitely better than me. All right, so we'll move on now. Sink or float? Oh, do you got sink or float? I do. I've got one, too. Oh, okay. We'll do a double, double take. Double sink or float? I like this. You go first. All right. In the uh, England series. I know it was a big outfield. Oh, damn. I wanted to talk about the England series a different way. Can we get to a different... Can we just bring this up in a different way? All right, you do your sinker float first. Okay, because I have, yeah, I'll, okay. yeah. Just just trust me on this one. Okay. All right. Go for it. Sinker float. Should Dickerson stay over Melky Cabrera at this point? It honestly depends on Polanco. If Polanco's not going to be back at one hundred percent by at least the deadline, then you have to keep Dickerson. I don't know if you, honestly, quite frankly, I don't know if. You can trust Polanco with a starting job throughout the rest of the year. What about next year? Definitely next year. Definitely next year. But this year, unless whenever he comes back, he really starts hitting, I don't know if you could give him that job. So if the Pirates are still competing, I might be hanging on to both of them. Fair. So I guess that would be a sink. All right. So transitioning to our next segment now. Normally it's how did baseball mess up? I'm going to change it to, did baseball mess up? <laughs> Let's talk about the London series. Now we'll get to your sinker float, Alex. Well, okay. My, Just your mine's, question. A, mine's a little different, though. Okay. Mike, mine's a conspiracy theory. I know the outfield was big in the series, and that's why there are so many doubles. But there are also a lot of homers. Well, center field was 385. Yes. Yeah. 
But we're going to watch this All-Star game, and I'm convinced this All-Star game we're going to have a ton of homers hit against the best pitchers in the game. Okay. World Series. It seems like every time there's a big national game, big attention, there are a lot of home runs. So sink or float, Major League Baseball has a special batch of high bouncers. High bouncer baseballs that they hang Holy on to. cow. I, I'm willing to admit or like accept. I just, I just opened up a door and Alex has like the Pepe Sylvia <laughs> Charlie. I've been, I, I, I've been stumbled. I, up. This, this game is bleeding home runs like a stuffed pig mac and I'm going to get. This is full of Pepe. <laughs> Can we, talk, can we talk about the home runs? Can we talk about the home runs? I've been dying to talk about... Can we talk about the balls? Can we talk about the balls? I've been dying to talk about the balls. I'm convinced whenever Rob Manfred says, well, I don't know why there are so many homers, but I'm also convinced that they, they know what can make a home run fly. halfway to Siberia. No, I, I actually am woke on that. I, I could get behind that 100%, dude. <laughs> um, that series was awesome, though. For everyone complaining... I mean... Oh, yeah. And you know why it was awesome? That's more total points than the Jaguars and, you know, whoever they're playing out there. Like, the Jaguars and the Raiders, when yes. they play out there, like, that's that's more scoring. That was awesome. Uh-huh. And, boy, what a great way to introduce the sport to a new country than two of the craziest games of all time. Not to mention, England finally gets its revenge over Boston. That's been, you know, well, I was gonna 260-something years in I the making. I bet on the Yankees on Saturday because I always take the Yanks against London. The British people. So... I mean, so they, came, they came they came here. Made a very roundabout revolutionary war joke. Speaking of revolutionary war, shout out to the Queen of England, Alex Morgan, uh, on her game winner today. That was awesome. Did you watch that? I haven't watched any of the World Cup. So you hate America. Alex hates America. Oh, um, man. All right. So, but no, I thought that series was really cool. For the people that didn't like it, I thought that was awesome. It should be an exhibition, honestly. I'm fine. If both teams want to give up one home game... I'm fine with that. All right. I, I, I don't know. I just kind of have... My thing's more... There's 162 games, man. We can I do it. I know. I know. I just... It feels kind of dirty having, you know, playing one game. You were a backyard baseball fan back in the day. Whenever you played that one game in uh, the backyard stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it, it, there's like a 200-foot shot to center field. You get a couple homers over there. It's like, well, I really didn't earn that, but cool. I felt like that, but it was Major League Baseball. Uh, pa- Pablo, Re- uh, well, no, what was it? Pablo Sanchez or the field? Who are you taking? I'm gonna take the field because Pete Wheeler. Pete Wheeler, which one was he? He was the dumb kid who could run like lightning. Oh, okay. I thought he was a kid in the wheelchair. No, that's Kenny Kawaguchi. Yeah, dude. I had I him. Remember that, dude? I had him. The best draft you could do. I, I was a big, um, backyard baseball was for my computer, but uh, I had backyard hockey for my Game Boy. Uh, dude, everyone, when you do the draft, everyone in the first round would be taking like Marty Brodeur or Patrick Waugh. I'd be like, you fools. This kid in the wheelchair is the best goalie in the game. <laughs> he is, he's got like four legs because like he could turn and the wheel would stop it. It was awesome. So, but back, back to the London series, I thought that was really cool. All right, Alex, uh, that's all I got. You got anything else? All-star break? Anything? Oh, we got bold predictions. What's your bold prediction? Uh, show's going to be awesome even through Skype or however we're going to do it.
That is a bold prediction. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I, finally be good, now that we're not going to be face-to-face. Well, I mean, we did a whole bunch of shows through Skype last year. So, like... We did a couple. I mean, we haven't done one through Skype since, like, I don't even know when. Like, July. Literally, like, almost like a year ago or something. Yeah, but, I don't think we've done one. Uh, and... But I mean, we'll figure it out, man. I'm I'm not too worried about it, to be honest. I remember with you. the first, last time we did it, I, we had a big fight over Jordan Luplo. And whenever I do Skype, I usually go through my phone, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm going around like on my phone, angrily yelling about Jordan Luplo, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure is just a sight to behold. Yeah, for real. Uh, but yeah, all right. So my bull prediction, I'll do one. I'll say Josh Bell wins the home run derby. There we go. Bold. Uh, oh, fun fact for you. I was doing some research. The Pirates. How many home runs have the Pirates as a total hit in the home run derby? I know Bay didn't hit any. They've hit 12. They've had five contestants. The only team to hit less than the Pirates were the Tampa Bay Rays, who have hit eight. I spent all Sunday doing this. The Rays have had two contestants, though, so that's a four-homer average for their hitters. The Pirates have had five hitters that average 12. So the Pirates have the worst home run average in the home run derby. If Josh Bell hits 13 homers on Monday night, he eclipses the entire Pirates organization for home runs in home run derby history. Wow. you got to tweak that out if it happens. Uh, Buddy, it's called prep. I'm covering the All-Star game. Well, yes, I... <laughs> Bold prediction. River Blast podcast dies. There it is. It wasn't the move, it was the mood. All right, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Alex J. Stump, at Noah underscore Hiles95, at River Blast Radio. And the tarp's coming off. We're going to get out of here, and Alex is going to get back to work. I'm going to get back to that 30 for 30 on Joey Chestnut. Hopefully, you enjoyed the show, and you'll enjoy him for many more episodes to come. We sign off, as always, saying, let's go, Bucks. 